Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Sunday morning. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman producing the Outdoor Show. This morning is Jace and our sponsors today, the Belleville Meat Market, Mainstream Marketing, and Boyd's One Stop. All right, uh, weather in Galveston. How about that? There was a little bit of fog yesterday morning. They're calling for some more of it today, too, so we shall see. 78 or 76 down on the island right now. Uh, they're calling for areas of dense fog, mostly cloudy, high of 81 today, south-southeast winds 10 to 20 tonight, considerable cloudiness, slight chance of a shower late, low near 75, and southeast winds 10 to 15. And for tomorrow, partly to mostly cloudy, high of 81, winds will be southeast, jumping up to 15 to 25. So a little bit of breeze returning tomorrow. And looking at uh, tides for today, these are Galveston Channel tide predictions. There's two of them. We have a high at 2.20 a.m. That occurred. It was a 1.9 at the Galveston Channel, coming off an 0.2 last night, yesterday afternoon. Then we have a low this evening at 4.59 p.m. It's an 0.2. And sunrise, 7.25 a.m. Sunset, 6.42 p.m. Moon phase, 45%. Current conditions right now. Looking at uh, the buoy offshore out there, 22 nautical miles east of Galveston. It's south wind at 9, air temp 77, water temp 77. Galveston Channel, 77 with 76-degree water, a south wind at 5 to 7. And Eagle Point, it's 76 degrees with 75-degree water, south-southwest, 5 to 6. Barometric pressure is uh, 29.90 inches at all stations. And steady. No rise or fall, just steady at 29.90. So that's where we stand. And let's get rolling this morning. Let's start off over in a Tri-Bay area and check in with the hammer. See what he's up to, Captain Glenn Hammond. Glenn, good morning. What's up, bud? Hey, good morning to you. How are you, Captain? (laughs) Couldn't be better. What's up with you? Well, I heard you talk about that fog yesterday, and we experienced it. We did, were, did you have some your way? I didn't have much of oh, my way. Oh, yeah. From about 8 o'clock to about 1030, 
I mean, it was thick as I don't know what, buddy. I, I looked over my shoulder at one time, and I said, what? Are we expecting some rain or what? Because you could see it coming in the horizon, just a black line. It looked like thunderstorms, but it was just a, it was real, it was ground fog. And I mean, that stuff moved in on us, buddy. It was a, some slow, I mean, it was, fishing was out, outstanding. When we first got out there, I had a, I had a buddy of mine, Dave, that comes down. He, he works down this area, lives down in this area. And he wanted to go, so uh, we met real early, at like six thirty, right. and uh, we found the fish biting, buddy. From the time we stopped, and there wasn't breath of wind. I mean, no, it zero. Was calm, wasn't it? <laughs> oh man, it was calm, and I'd rather take a beating than than do that because I like the wind. It helps you with your casting, and it just puts a little chop on the water. And uh, I think I've always done better with a little chop on the water other than when it was like that but hey it couldn't have been any better the bite was on you didn't even i mean you better just had a, a good hold on that rod because by the time you that cork hit the water and you turned your head and looked around a little bit you'd feel your your pole just about jerk out of your hand and uh that's why you keep the slack I mean, out of your line that's why you can feel that cork go under boy you're right no, sir. And, uh, and I mean, it was on, buddy. It was, uh, sitting out there, hardly any wind, took a picture of a beautiful sunrise coming up on that glassy, just a smooth bay, man. I mean, it's, it's just, uh, uh, something to behold. So, uh, anyway, we, uh, throwing live shrimp underneath the popping cork. Sounds like a broken record, but it's a fun way to, <laughs> fun way to do a day, man. We, uh, I got him five trout, uh, nothing over 18 inches, and uh, he had three reds and nothing over 24 inches, but they were all nice slots, two, two, about a 21, a 22, and then a 24, but uh, we had some golden croakers to go with it, and man, I mean, it, it was on, buddy, it was fun. We, we probably released another eight to ten undersized redfish, uh, and probably another five or six undersized trout. But I was glad to find finding five keeper trout anyway. So mm. that was a better bite than I'd had recently on trout. Here here recently, I've just been picking up one or two, you know, maybe three trout along with, a, you know, a good catch of reds. The reds seem, seem to be the best over here, what's going on. We actually had a 22-inch black drum uh, along with those baby reds, and and uh, they didn't he didn't want it, so we let it go, and and uh they had a great day man that fog lifted about ten thirty, like i said and, and then you could see what was going on but by that time we started getting a little southwest wind and that's the worst wind that we could have in this area i mean for far as working oh yeah i forgot melinda came in here one flounder we had three yeah. reds five trout and a flounder finally got a flounder yesterday about 17 inches uh and so he had a pretty pretty decent box. But, yeah, uh, I wasn't... heard or seen how that Flatty Daddy tournament, that Flounder tournament, went yesterday. I know Sharky and his dad were fishing it, and Sharky sent me a text last night, and uh, they ended up catching all their flounder on artificials. He had finger mullet, live shrimp, he had everything, and uh, all the flounder got them all were on uh, artificials. Nice. Nice. And that he time said his year, dad uh, put it on him. <laughs> yeah, but uh, let's see. 
Well, day camps are holding bait, uh, kind of running short this morning. I don't know. Uh, oh, we're headed out. Uh, we're all going to meet at the ranch out of Sweeney. Yeah, you're going to Sweeney this morning, ain't you? Yeah, we're going to go out there and tighten up a little bit just to get everything ready. Maybe pick up a few sticks of pecan wood and, uh, and see what's going on out there. Go put up a couple of game cameras and, and see what we got roaming around out there. Uh, I know yeah. we don't have any hogs, no hogs at all on our our land that we really? ever see. No, yeah, and right across the right across the street from where we are, my brother and them, hell, they have a big old area where they hunt, and uh, and they got tons of hogs, but they've got feeders all over their property. Well, that's the reason those hogs them. are gonna be where that food is, buddy. Oh, I know it, man. They, we don't put out any corn or anything. We no, no feeders, no corn. We just sit out in the woods and. Wait for us. Wait for a herd of deer to come through there, <laughs> man. Uh, just it's hard to believe how woodsy it is. How how uh, it's almost almost like East Texas, but it's it's just a, a rougher territory. It's actually beautiful when you get back down in those river bottoms, uh, Sweeney down there, and mm. you know the old uh, uh, got those old uh, uh, pom pom. What are they? Uh, Sago? No, not Sago. Palmetto uh, palms. Palmetto. Palm meadows, palmetto palms, man. Those things, you could tell it was it was a river bottom back in the day. Yeah, there's a lot but, of uh, water moccasins in that area, I bet, in that lowland. It's lowland, buddy. It's really lowland. That's what we're going to look for today. We're going to watch out for snakes and, oh, just to get the fire pit ready and just get to see where we're going to set our tents up and get its tractor and do a little mowing and stuff. It's just fun get away from the house for a day and. Right. Go out and do something different. I'm looking forward to it. I got a nice little base. Yeah, That's yeah. I got a nice little eight pointer last year, and we're still eating it. Uh, one one deer and one hog, and uh, that put a lot of meat in the freezer, man. I mean, Wade Belleville does it. We're still eating it, and we're still very thankful for it. My nephew. Well, I'm gave glad hunting season's coming around, so because I'm starting to get a little low on a lot of products. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's still the best stuff I've found yet. If it ain't the sweet chipotle by Belleville, it's the uh, uh, jalapeno cheese summer sausage that I had made. That, that's out of the wild, that's out the out best, the and, and that's sweet chipotle. Oh. I think probably. Hands down, across the board, just talking to everybody that gets sausage made, that's mm-hmm. their favorite. I'm I'm running low on it because I give everybody a, a link of it. You know, I, you got to try this. I mean, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Sweet Chipotle, man. Uh, and a lot, anyway, a, lot so, of, a lot of people like the original garlic, their original recipe ever. And then they right? spin off of that and make other blends and like the green onion. Had, and uh, that's pretty good. Yeah, I had a, a a guy that lives in Belleville brought me a link of that garlic the other day with a couple of those uh, dry sticks uh, with the cheese and the oh, those are the, the way to go, buddy. Mm-hmm. Bought me uh, several of those and and then a, a link of that uh, garlic sausage. I like it, but I don't like it as much as I do that sweet chipotle, man. No, it's that's, that's pretty that's good. good. Have yeah, it made it with some cheese in it, and it's even better. I blend that cheese so, uh, in there real good the way where was this, it up. Where was this flounder tournament? All over? It was the just, Flatty Daddy out of Galveston. You know, they have it every year. It's been going on quite a while. 
Was there not a or gig flounder legal in it? No, it's it's rod and reel tournament. Good, good. Well, that's good to hear. I know they're getting plenty of them, man. We see those flounder boats go by my house every afternoon, heading down to the pass, going to get them some. And right. uh, there's a lot of people catching on to it, you know, with those bright lights and little airplane motors or whatever they call those things that they got on, on the back of those flat bottoms now. Right. Well, they're a loud son of a gun, though. I don't know. I guess everybody on the boat has to wear headphones because I couldn't see. I couldn't see not wearing headphones and being in one of those boats with that loud motor, whatever they call that thing. But, uh, no, there's plenty of them, man. There's a lot of copycatters, and uh, everybody wants flounder. Everybody wants flounder. I, the poor fish are so picked on. Everybody and the brother, man. Everything they do, everything is focused around flounder, Captain Mickey. They want to know where can they get them, where can they catch one. Where, right. Man, oh, man, oh, man. I just tell them, look, hop on the boat. And we'll, if they get in the way, we'll put them in the box with them. But, I, you know, part is sitting and just dragging on the bottom or doing something. Ah, we're not really targeting those things right now. Uh, we don't ever target them. You know, we, if we get them, it's, it's luck. You know, yeah. we don't. We don't just go well, everybody for Everybody better hurry because a few more days it'll be closed yeah. November 1st. That's so. right. None at all in November, huh? Right. November to December 15th. No no retaining. No flatties. Flatfish. No flatties. Well, well, good. They deserve a break. They deserve a break because I know they've had some pressure on them. Uh, our fish are, are all healthy. Everything was good. Nothing in their bellies. And you know, most of those trout, out of those five trout, only one of them had eggs in her, and uh, the other ones, I guess, were males. Man, they're just—I uh, don't know—but there are there females that already spawned out. You know, it's uh, we had a good year. Been. I mean, the trout kept eggs in them all year long, all summer, and uh, seemed like every full moon they were spawning out. It's good stuff. We bay system needs it. Oh, you bet. We can use every little fish we can get out there. Yes. Oh, uh, I know our sea center. Sea Center Texas does what they can with their stocking programs and stuff, and they're always got, they always got something going on. So right. we're very thankful to have them right around the corner here in Lake Jackson. Oh, other than that, bay camps, you know, bay camps are holding bait. If anybody's looking down in this area, you shouldn't have any problem. I seen white flags flying yesterday. You may not find the croakers like you were a few weeks ago, but uh, they got some big old shrimp. So come on and get you some. That'll work, man. Well, y'all have yes, fun sir. in the woods today. If somebody wants to call you about fishing hammer, give them a number, buddy. 713-208-0683. Happy fun Sunday, everybody. Yeah, and I appreciate watch him crawling yeah, critters down there in them palmettos. Oh, we will. Yes, sir. <laughs> right, buddy. All See you. All right. Bye. All right. That's the hammer down in the Tri-Bay area. Well, speaking of the Belleville Meat Market, this week, they're double-featuring their Dirty Rice Pecan Smoked Sausage and their Texas Blend Smoked Sausage. That's an all-natural smoked sausage inspired by our original garlic recipe. You can try it before you buy it. Free samples are always available. And on special, they have fresh, never-frozen fryers, three or more. That's whole uncut fryers for just $1.29 a pound. And they're taking orders for their country smoked turkeys. Thanksgiving will be here before you know it. And custom processing... On pigs and calves, they do that all year long. You can order a half-calf or a hind-quarter, have it processed any way you like. And wild game processing, 
Try out their Vinny Dogs and Hog Dogs. That's homemade hot dogs using your own venison or wild pigs. You can bring something home from your hunt. The entire family can enjoy all year long. The Belleville's open Monday through Saturday, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Sundays, 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. They're celebrating over 42 years serving the greater Houston community. That's the Belleville Meat Market, where meat is our middle name. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, 419 here in the Bayou City. All right, let's go check in with Captain Jeff Naylor in Freeport, see what he's up to this morning. Jeff, good morning. What's happening? What's up, Captain Mickey? How you doing this morning? Oh, just rolling with the flow, brother. I know that's right. I know that's right. Man, it's a beautiful day. I mean, as far as the uh, temperature and, and uh, you know, all that good stuff. However, I'm not fishing, which is terrible. I was supposed to be down in uh, in Cabo. Guess what? Right. Hurricane ruined that. Yeah. So. Oh, that's right. The Bisbees and everything. What they cancel it or what? <laughs> no, I mean. I think they ought to go I, in it. <laughs> 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 hey, go for it, man. <laughs> but it does yeah. have a name on it. That's what Monty always said. Well, we win. Yeah. If it didn't have a name that's on it, we rule, win man. anyway. That's it. That's our rule. You know, if it's God's name, you know, we got it now. So, at any rate, you know, we were supposed to get down there, and, and obviously Hurricane kind of puts a kink in that operation. The other, the last I heard, this is a couple of days ago, uh, I heard that uh, they were going to try to fish uh, Friday and Saturday, and uh, they were going to try to skip the first couple of days. But, you know, just getting down there to begin with is, is – a little yeah. bit of a challenge right now and everything else. And it just, uh, you know, with that lingering storm, it just wasn't going to happen. It, uh, the odds of it were too low, so we, we bailed on it. Which, you know, I, as far as I understand, I mean, they're going to fish any days they can. I mean, it's uh, there's still a lot of money in it and a lot of folks down there. And for that matter, look, I hope that the whole Cabo area and, and the whole peninsula – 
and no one's affected by that storm to begin with. You know, it. Uh, I think it. It as of last week, it looked like it was going to about a cat one, and it wasn't. Gonna, it was going to hit, but not real terribly. And then you know, I heard uh, a couple of days ago it kind of moved up to a cat two by the time it hits the the actual land. So you know what. Uh, I'm praying for all those guys. Everything uh, goes real smooth and, and it's kind of the norm. But uh, anyway, we just didn't end up getting down there. So it is what it is. I tell you, man, I mean, fishing has just been dynamite around here as far as uh, uh, the bull red runs in full effect, the flounder runs in full effect. I mean, uh, trout fishing has been dynamite. Uh, you know, you name it. Uh, it's just been, I think, an overall good week for fishing down here um you know sharky I, I ironically the wife says hey look if you're not going to cabo we got to go to see this country music singer up here in austin brian uh on saturday so that's where we're at actually is in brian today we subsequently are with sharky sharky came with us and uh got double day i guess if that's what you want to call it and he was uh just fished at um, Flatty Daddy, Daddy tournament. tournament. Yeah, he sent me a, yeah. a text last night showing me the pictures and everything. Him and Ralph caught. And... Yeah, yeah, they did real good. This, he said they were about a fish away from top three, but you know that's about that's about how it always goes. Either you're in or you're not. Yeah, so, true. Uh, but he said they caught and released a ton of fish, and uh, you know just not the right ones, but. Mm-hmm. Hey man, that's been like the uh, the story I've heard for the last two weeks. I mean, lot, lots of folks catching. Sent a lot of people off on Friday and, and Thursday, doing some overnight trips. Um, most of those guys won't be back in until Sunday, so I really don't know exactly what the deep water looks like yet. But as soon as they get back, I'm gonna sure let you know. Um, man, did you see that big? Uh, that big that, marlin they caught yeah, down. Yeah, that's super grander, that 11.45. What a fish, yeah. man. What a fish. That is, you're Gosh. not kidding about that. I didn't, you know, honestly, I had never even, I've heard of people getting real close, 850, 900, in the 900s, but I've never heard of a 1,000-pounder. And it turns out that there's a, there was actually a woman that caught one. I, I want to say it was out of... Uh, out of Florida, I think, that uh, she had caught a 1,000-pounder. But until then, I really didn't I, – I didn't know they had actually caught a grander in the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah, that, you know? uh, that's a new Gulf record and Alabama state record. Oh, it's, yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, Cameron and them got the Texas record, right, with that 972? Yeah. That's still a Texas record, I think. But uh, that's right. I didn't realize that was Cameron. Yeah, I'm that sure was him. Wasn't he fishing that. with Deerman and them? I, I can't remember. Deerman was the one that I know of. That he was the nine. Well, must yeah, have been it was his boat. Fish. Yeah, yeah. So Nine dragging up too, and then then they caught the big bluefin. A yeah. year or so later, or two. Yeah. Yeah, man, man, Cameron. Those guys, you know, they're amazing. Those are my idols, right? The camera, if you're listening, you're my idol, bud. Hey, keep <laughs> rocking. <laughs> I live vicariously through you a lot, you know. Uh, but you know what? 
and I and I told you last week, we're you know, the wife and I decided we're gonna you know target a little bit more of those bigger species and do some specialty hunting and fishing, if you will. I mean, and uh, and you know maybe I'll have a story to tell in the next few years. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, there's a lot of folks that went out. I mean, and I was uh, I I'd gotten. I have not gotten any reports back yet, but they were telling me that uh, it was really, really foggy the last couple of days coming back in. And, um, you know, I one thing I always want to warn people about is, you know, just take your time whenever you're going through that kind of stuff. I'm, I always talk about safety stuff from time to time. But, uh, you know, it is winter season. And you tend to end up in that real foggy state all morning mm-hmm. long. Sometimes it doesn't. You know, it's not gonna it's not gonna hang around as long as it does, you know, in the middle of the winter or something like that. But um, you know, take your time. There's a lot of ships out there still, and uh, you know that it's always always something. And luckily, there's not a bunch of shrimp boats out there right now. There's a handful still. Uh, thank God, I guess. You know, I'm glad those guys are out still. Man, if you're gonna run bit, the but, guff and that stuff, you gotta have radar, man. Gotta have radar. Gotta have radar. And if it, uh, you know, you know if you want to be totally safe, I mean, you can wing it, but boy, it's nerve wracking. It sure is. It sure is. And people get, you know, complacent. They start barreling through that stuff. And you know, when you get inside that thirty mile range, you start. You got a lot more targets <laughs> darting in front of you. So <laughs> yes, <laughs> just, just be mindful. Um, you know, we were out uh last week and and there was a lot of hydrilla out there there's a lot of uh logs and stuff like that from the rain that we had a couple weeks before you know there's still some of that lingering stuff out there and of course that's going to make a bad day too if you and another thing too you know we had those uh big fall equinox tides where the water would you know get up above normal and it was floating up a lot of that stuff too and then outgoing tides were carrying it out in the gulf yeah Absolutely. And you see that a lot in the bay when you're running. you got to really watch out when you're running areas where, you know, you got a lot of, uh, you know, just pilings and and trees and things like that that get washed on the bank and kind of dry dock for a year or so. And then you get these bull tides, and it makes them floaters. And then when a tide goes out, they move with it. And, man, you got to watch out. And a lot of them don't uh, float real well. They're just barely on the surface. Absolutely. You hit one of those that'll uh, that'll wake you up for the day. You ain't kidding, man. I, trust me, I, from experience, that that's a that's the hard. You know, I've heard horror stories that. about you know. <laughs> somebody was telling me I forget who it was. It was years ago. They had they were going to Florida, across a Gulf from Galveston, and uh, during the middle of the night they sucked up a uh, one of those big. Uh, anchor ropes that had come off a ship or whatever into <laughs> one of their wheels and you know naturally it blew the seal and they're leaking they're taking on a little bit of water and the guy had to put his wetsuit on it was in the winter time and uh dive overboard and get that out of the wheel and uh repack that uh shaft and everything to so they could limp on into florida with a bent blade on the prop and all that you know just a nightmare scenario that, uh, oh, man. what if it would have gotten both wheels and both seals gone and, you know, just taking on a lot of water like that, that'd be a scary feeling out in the middle of the Gulf in the winter in the <sighs> middle of the night and something like that happened. That's just crazy. 
Yeah, you ain't kidding. You know, and a couple things, too. You know, a lot of people, I, I often see every year I see somebody hit a log or something like that, and they'll, rip, they'll end up ripping that uh, a whole motor. I mean, you're lucky if you just lose the lower unit, you know. Right. You know, hopefully you just don't rip the whole transom right off, you know, which does happen from mm-hmm. time to time. You, know, you got to remember, a lot of these boats that we're buying are, you know, built in before 2000, some of these, and we're retrofitting with new four-strokes that are, you know, 30% heavier and stuff like that, and, and you know, the that transoms were built for two-stroke motors, you know, for, right. for lighter motors, you know. They, they just don't, you know, some of those boats are just not made with that real beefy back end, and, you know, mm-hmm. it's... It, it, can happen quicker than you think you know on some boat on some boats but uh but yeah i mean it's it's uh, just something to watch out for you know especially coming into winter time i mean here we are and you know you go through these long spells where you don't have very many people fishing and then all of a sudden you get a real good flat day and then you know the whole marina piles out there and, and you know it could be a big hazard and i love to say that 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 radar i i trust it and i do if tell you what man if i don't have it i i I'm not up on plane, I guarantee you that, but, um, you know, it's not always spot on either, so you kind of got to just be, just try to just be vigilant and slow and, and get through it, and eventually it's going to come, you know, early in the morning it's going to be lower to the ground as the heat, at the, as it starts heating up, it'll rise a little bit, and you'll be able to get up underneath it at some point, you know, but uh, anyways, it's something to be mindful of, it's something to, to uh pay attention to i just see it every year so but other than that man i mean i posted uh i posted some great pictures uh of uh, a kid that came down with the southern outdoor dreams from minnesota and shot a deer uh, i saw that earlier on the sicko page you put that on the sicko page i saw that i did i did man it's always a blessing to have those guys of those kids especially come down and and they actually, I, I think they did two hunts this weekend. I believe they did one hunt last weekend, which is uh, great. That means we're getting a bunch of kids. I think we're hopefully lined up to start taking some kids uh, uh, bull red fishing. We just weren't able to put put the pieces together this weekend in the good weather window. But, um, man, I mean, again, what a great organization. And uh, they had a great hunt and a great time. And, and uh, that was really neat. I wanted to share that. I don't often get yeah, to share those cool. pictures, man, and I and I really want to, uh, you know, do that more often. So I'll try to put that out there. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. We're fortunate to have folks like you in this world. We there's no matter how bad it looks from all ends, there's still a lot of good people doing good things for other people. You bet, you bet. I mean, that's what it's all about. This is uh, yeah, it is. I mean. Fishing in general, especially guide fishing, is about sharing your experiences. Yeah, we get paid for it, but, you know, it's all about the smiles at the end of the day. I mean, um, it is. And look at all the good friends we've made over the years with the people we've taken fishing. Incredible. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. What is that, a life flight helicopter in the background? Yeah, it sure is. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'll, I'll sit in a lot over here. Sounds like life flight. Yeah. Sit in the parking lot over here at the hotel uh, in Bryan. Let me tell you, man. I mean, you know, <laughs> growing up, we used to come up to Bryan as a kid, and we would stay at uh, my aunt's place, and she had a little ranch. I mean, and it was—it seemed like all this was uh, all ranch land out here. 
And then, mm-hmm. my God, man, this place in the last 20 years has just gotten crazy. I mean, there's people everywhere. It's, it's amazing, isn't it? I just, it blows my mind. You know, I haven't been up here in years, you know, and uh, I've always been told, you know, Brian's a hot hot area to be, and, and sure enough, man, holy cow. It's uh, it's quite amazing, actually. You know, we as kids, we would we would come up here and, uh, like I said, stay with my aunt on on the ranch, and we would show cows and you know show uh, do four H horse riding and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And it seems like we were always around here and, and really didn't see much city life. And holy cow, it just it's everywhere now i guess that's uh, crazy well what i'm seeing in my area i thought i'd never live to see you know all of our area along the coast and then and then over my way the development that's going on is just it's mind-boggling it just doesn't it doesn't register in my brain i'm going how did this happen so fast jeez yeah you're not kidding man it's, uh, it, it changes it's things, you know, the animals' habits, and they run out of room, you know, and the fish. I mean, they're running out of room in the bay. It's uh, it's pretty nuts, man. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and we always talk about conservation. There you go. That That's a prime example why we, we need to continue doing that. Yes. It, uh, well, man, it, I mean, you know, we can regulate what fishermen do, but you can't regulate what mother nature or, you know, fall out from development and, you know, all the environmental impacts that go with it. And, uh, sure. that's kind of where we're at in our stages of life. Now, later on, you, you want it to be like it used to be, but you know, deep down, you'll never, never see it that way again, but there's always, you know, there's always hope, you know, <laughs> you're hoping for it. <laughs> Let me knock this break out, uh, Jeff. Hang on a second, buddy. I'll be right back to you, man. All right. You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right. 438 here in the Bayou City. All right, Jeff, we are back, buddy. <laughs> All right. Hey, I was going to say, too, uh, uh, you know, a lot of people have been calling me, and I had one guy especially call me last week, and he said, man, uh, he said, what, uh, if you were going to go on a fishing trip, is there anything to catch right now? Can we go on a fishing trip right now? 
course we go fishing year round that we don't ever stop we just we uh you know change species and all that so the answer to his question was you know about this time of the year we would kind of pay attention to grouper fishing you know and that's something i don't i don't really touch on a whole lot and uh you know i don't know if there's a, a real good trick to it per se but um you know and i guess to back up just a little bit so we could either do two things we can there's still some shrimp boats out there we could probably go out and catch some some blackfin tuna as well but uh you know i think at this time i would i would concentrate on grouper fishing and really about this time of the year they start getting bunched up you know they're they're uh, spawning and, and doing their little thing and and uh mm-hmm. you, if, if you find them right now you can really find them find them bunched up all the way up through till probably into december would be a good month uh after january and february some of the grouper species start going out of sea uh, you know uh, not legal to keep, you know, and this and that. And, uh, right now gag grouper, unfortunately is completely out. So, right. um, but you can still go catch a lot of scamps, a lot of, uh, yellow mouth, you know, all those, what they call the, the, uh, shallow water species and you can get to the yellow edge and all that kind of stuff out there. But, uh, if I was going to go today, I'd probably go and, and, uh probably some deeper spots 300 foot some of the rocks maybe even hit some of the the rigs offshore the flower gardens or or uh you know inshore the flower gardens around stetson uh area there's some fairly deep rigs out there you know and uh you know you can go out there with a handful of piggies and and probably do really well and i guess i guarantee if you find them you know you're going to you're going to have a handful. So, um, but a lot of people ask me, how do I fish for them too? And, and really the answer is I, I, I prefer piggies, live bait, stuff like mm-hmm. that. You know, um, ideally you go out and catch some hardtails, but hardtails are really hard to find this time of year. They move around. They don't uh, stay on the rocks like you do during the summertime, stuff like that. Right. So, but, uh, but I, I take me a handful of piggies out there and the rig is a little bit different too, you know, than, than your regular uh, snapper style. You tend to want to, uh, you know, that grouper, he groupers in general are pretty lazy, I guess you could say. I mean, they want something to sit right in front of them that wiggles mm-hmm. a lot and they don't have to work very hard for it. And so, you know, I guess a standard snapper rig would probably be a three or four foot leader with the weight in the middle of it, or that or two hook drop with your big weight on the bottom. Whereas right. uh, my my solid grouper rig is like a, a probably more like a five foot long uh, leader, and you put your weight about a foot down from the swivel. So you're you know essentially you're going to have three to four foot before the hook between the hook and the weight. Yeah. And, uh, Maybe maybe like a smaller hook too. You don't need a real big one. Maybe a an eight or something like that. Um, and just let him sit down there. And if you can if you can keep from dragging that thing along real fast too. In other words, if you're doing a drift or something like that, if you can kind of keep yourself over it and let that let that piggy just kind of swim in circles instead of being dragged one way, they tend to like it a little bit better that way too. But. Um, that's just in my experience, and I've had several people ask me to share that, so I figured I'd at least uh, at least try today. But um, 
man, I mean, I, what, what's your best grouper story? I mean, what, I mean surely you've been out. I've never, you I've never gone grouper fishing. Never have. Get out of here. Come I on swear. now. Man, we just always, <laughs> chase, you know, we just snappered and kinged and linged and dolphin, all that. I never did gotcha. specifically just go, you know, drop and fish for them. Yeah. You know, I had friends that did. They, uh, yeah. They used to come in. They looked like a big old giant bass, that old mouth on them, man. They're just. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there is. It, it's it's mind-boggling how many species of grouper we have out here in the Gulf of Mexico. So there, there is some absolute beautiful, and I wish I could remember some of the names to them. They've got some absolute beautiful. Everybody knows of like the the strawberry grouper, the the right, spotted hind, snowy grouper, snowies. Oh yeah, I mean just really, really pretty. And uh, there's some there's some out. They're spotted. They're like they're not like individual small spots. They're just basically all spotted. Man, I, you know what? By the time we're done, I'm gonna find that one. But uh, anyways. There's some beautiful groupers, and uh, you know, I think I think you, I think a lot of folks don't fish as much down in the deeper areas in terms of like grouper fishing. Like I said, the, the flower garden rigs, or you know, sketching rigs and stuff like that, and actually spend time doing it this time of the year. It's very specific to this time of the year. But uh, also, with that being said, though, you know, it doesn't take a whole lot to outfit overfish a. a a grouper spot too. So, I mean, you, I mean, True. you know, if you go out there once every couple of weeks and you get your limit, which is six per person. And, and I guess it's kind of like duck hunting too, the different species, you know, right. total bags and all that you got to be careful with. But, uh, if you, if you just treat a good grouper hole around this time of year, very, very, uh, cordially, you know, I guess. And, and, uh, you can really have a great spot, and I mean, there's just a plethora of different different species you can catch out there. Um, I just mentioned the the flower garden rigs because that's a pretty easy hit or miss one there. But there's a ton right. of places up and down the coast, and uh, and you know, shoot, man, who doesn't want to see a big grouper hit the deck? I mean, that's <laughs> that makes a great day on any of my trips. I guarantee you that. True, so uh, true. Yeah, I mean, and there's still a few uh, shrimp boats around. If you catch them just right, you don't have to be real deep right now. You could probably catch a snap or shrimp boat in about 130 foot of water. The other day, the the blue water wasn't crazy far out there. It was 20, 30 miles, something like that. But, uh, you know, shoot, I mean, even down to kingfish tend to come in. The little juvenile kingfish tend to come in a little closer. To well, you know, last week time. when I talked to Cliff Webb, he said they were, man, they were smoking the kings off the uh, jetties down there in Corpus. Yeah. The rock walkers were. They, were. they were popping them, man. And they'll be, they'll, be, they'll be like that sometimes. Some of the best kingfish, and you get it like this time of year, October, November, December. Well, not December, but the first part of November. I mean, you can really do good inshore the you know the water clarity here in freeport is you know terrible right now it's really murky green but you know if the off chance it got real blue or something like that i mean and it doesn't have to be super blue i mean just got to clean up a little bit Mm -hmm. and uh you know so yeah so i mean if you're out out and about and uh, you got a little spot that's in a little closer 
you know, it's worth a shot to try to find some kingfish. I mean, yeah, you can really find balled up, too. No, in general, they're normally, you know, real juveniles, real small, you know, right, barely right. 27, 36 inches, you know, mm-hmm. in that area. But uh, but when you find them, I mean, they can be a lot of fun. So, give that a shot. So, yeah, I mean, the answer to his question, to everybody's question, never stops. Right now, we're still going. Weather's always impeding everything right now, so... Uh, yeah, that's there was what a good stopped. break in the weather this week, man. And uh, yeah. Cameron and them went out. James said they had a they caught two blues. They had a three seventy five and a three hundred, and then six tuna from fifty to one hundred eighty pounds. Oh wow! Yellowfins, yeah. Do you know how far they went out? Or I have no idea. I don't. Even, he didn't even know where they went. Yeah. I saw some folks out at uh, at the drill ship out at. Uh, uh, Oh heck, Perdido, and uh, you know that's that's two hundred nautical miles, or excuse me, two hundred statute miles from from Freeport. Man, that's um, a run. <laughs> yeah, that's a hike. But you know what, man? I mean, that's about about the only place around here within within that two hundred mile range that uh, there's a lot of action going on. I mean, they're still drilled. They have like uh, plans for, I believe, two more floater rigs out there. So they've got drill ships out there you know, doing their thing. They've been out there for a while. So there's a lot of action over there. Yeah. Uh, uh, from what I heard, you know, uh, Nansen and Boomvang are, are scheduled to get closed at one point. They've been saying that for the last three years. Who actually ever knows? But um, I know uh, uh, Gunnison was, was scheduled to, to actually be drug out at some point this year. Um, yeah, I heard that too. But I, you know, and that, the last few times I went around Gunnison, it Blog, was almost dead. Blog just texted me, said Hoover. Hoover. Yeah. Nice. There you go. Well, I hey, have man. No I idea mean, where that's at. <laughs> <laughs> you guys do. It'd be like well, me trying just, to tell you where a well pad is in Trinity Bay. You'd, you know, you'd be lost too. <laughs> Hoover to me, that's you know, that's uh. <laughs> That's Chinese. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh it, you know it's it's the last set of rigs. Uh, so you, I mean you know Perdido's two hundred miles away. So you kind of judge it on how far they are. A lot of uh, uh, Nance and Booming would be kind of your closest rig, and you'd move out to yeah. Nance or excuse me Hoover, and then you know beyond that would be uh, would probably be uh, Perdido in that direction, going towards the the east more. You'd be hitting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gunnison, but at any rate, you know there's a lot of action out there. Pretty though, a lot of big, a lot of big boats like to go out there. I mean, you know, in the past, and just up until the last ten years, I want to say. I mean, if you wanted to get away from everybody else, I mean, Nansen Boomvang's like right there on the air. You know, that's within range of about sixty to seventy percent of offshore boats. So I mean, if you ever want right. to get away from everybody, you went on out to to. Uh, uh, yeah, Hoover, and and then of course Perdido is like out of the question. But now you know, with the advent of all these, you know, very fuel efficient boats and like that, so they tend to be out there everywhere. So, um, but look, I mean, if they're catching marlin out there right now, that's dynamite, man. That's uh, that's a real good sign that we got some fish still around, you know. And uh, shoot. I mean, I would I would put up the tuna gear any day of the week to go put a you know to go put a 
a marlin spread out. I love catching marlin. Oh, Three hundred pounders of perfect size, man. That's like that's that's a big one, but it ain't you know, it ain't wear you out three, four, five hour fight, you know what I mean? That might be a you know, an hour run or something. What that's would good. happen if uh you called an eleven forty five? How would you get that next contender? <laughs> Bloody That's a that's a drag in. <laughs> oh man three day drag yeah. in. Yeah, I tell you what, and there's a trick to and it. Hopefully, really keep is. the sharks off of it. <laughs> That's it, man. I mean, well, you know, here's the catch. Like until I guess you know, Marlin, you know, right off the bat, he jumps more than likely. Even that, even that big fish probably jumped. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes you never get to see them. And so, like you know, they this fish apparently died on the hook, and that's the reason that's why. That's what they, they said. Him. They didn't release it because it died on them. Yeah, and so. You know, here's the thing. I mean, when it dies, apparently, I've never reeled in a thousand pound dead fish. I don't know exactly how that works, but uh, they said it's like a it's like a big anchor. So it is harder to reel in a dead fish than it is a live shit fish. You know, what I mean, yeah. and uh, and there's a trick to it. You gotta you gotta run your boat hard and then stop and back up and try to gain a bunch of line. And you know, you're basically doing this tuggle tug of war thing for hours right. you know sawing on it man up oh and down. my god yeah. up and down up and down i can't imagine 1100 something pound fish i don't know how they got that in the back of the boat through the gate That's just... <laughs> man i mean traditional swamping you know and traditionally you, you get up there and, and you'd open just that back down door on it and try to and uh, let the water back. rush him in i, I think Flooded that's the way in. uh cameron and them had to do that big tuna yeah, back down, back down real hard on him and push him in. Let the water bring him in through the gate. I mean, that's about wow. all you can do. I mean, you can't move out. That sucker's so big, and, you know, he's got fins <laughs> that are hanging up on everything. <laughs> you know I'm telling you. That's, uh, I got a big – there's a uh, – you know, we were out there one one year with one of the guys who caught one. It was uh, – it was uh, anyways, it was one of the eight 800-pound – uh, tuna. Right. It was one that one that had the state record for a minute, I guess, or real close to it. And then Cameron came back, I think, a few days later and caught that big one. And anyways, right. uh, there's a there's a picture that uh, we took, and it was in a magazine for a long time. And there was about four guys on it. I mean, and they are just <laughs> getting it. You know I mean? <laughs> and they're not hardly moving this fish, man. And this, these are guys like you know, two of them I know are like uh, you know bodybuilder guys. I mean, they're they're you know, big, huge monsters, you know, and, uh, yeah, they, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> man, the story they're telling me, they're like, you can't budge that sucker. There's no way. I mean, he's, you know, he gets hang up, hung up on his own fat, you know, and it's just, you can't hardly move. Yeah, yeah. I'll stick with these old little inshore <laughs> pencils I catch. <laughs> hey baby i'm all right with that too man it's uh those things are a lot of work and but I, I tell you what I, I of all the fish i would probably i don't know 1100 pound marlin whew, man that would be a hard one for me not to i, I 1100 pound fish i mean anything a thousand pounds eight five six hundred pounds or better i mean that sucker comes yeah, i don't care that's... what kind of fish it is Gets up next to the boat, you're like, holy moly, this is just insane, you know. Uh, I don't that know, is. man. If it was, that's a lot of fish, was, man. It sure is. I would. It would be hard pressed for me not to try, you know. But 
Ah, geez. There's a lot of T-tops in this world that got ripped off because somebody tried to drag a big fish in, you know. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the thought of me having to pay for it or fix it just not appealing anymore. So I'm, I'm probably would let him fly. You know, hopefully he didn't die. That's yeah. It. Now, a bluefin, on the other hand, I'd probably try to figure out a way to get that sucker in. And uh, to be really honest with you, to answer your question, you know, I'd get him up on the side, uh, ahead, try to scoot the head in and try to scoot the tail up and kind of get one in and flop him in type of thing. Um, I think a yeah, lot of people try to tie got some, some big old boys with you on that trip, man. Boy, you All ain't right, kidding. Jeff, well, I'll, uh, I'll let you get back to your fun and Brian and, uh, <laughs> You're going to watch Astros tonight, I hope. You bet, man. Who doesn't watch the Astros? I've had my Astros shirt you heard, on. Hey, you weeks. heard they suspended Abreu for two games. Oh, my God. Do you know? You know uh, I specifically have not been talking about that because that's just going to make Hopefully that will get appealed and they'll throw it on to next year because that's just, you know, that's. That's garbage, man. It that is. is garbage. It is. It's, it's a bunch Such of crybaby stuff, I'll tell you. You know, man up. Let's play ball. That's it. I mean, simple game, you know. And the hell hey. with all the showboating. When it takes you 30 seconds to get to first base, I call that showboating. That's so, it. Anyway, that's you know, it's been a great series so far, and let's keep it that Holy way. Holy cow. Man, anyway, it's been a great but postseason. to the point it's at now, it wouldn't surprise me to see another bench-clearing brawl this after, this evening. <laughs> That'd be fun, too. Hey, let's, <laughs> hey, let it roll. Let's man up. <laughs> We're home this time, baby. That's it. Yeah, hopefully they can they can win at home. We just need one win, and if yeah. the real Fromber shows up tonight. We got a real good chance of closing this out. But it sure depends do. on depends on Valdez. It's all it's all a head game with him. All right, man. Well, if somebody wants to get with you and go offshore and do some fishing and all that, Jeff, how they get a hold of everybody? Heck yeah! Give me a call anytime at nine seven nine four one seven ten thirteen, or go to our website at stsladventures dot com. And uh, you know, Casey will be back. Oh well, shoot, it's going to be a couple weeks. But uh, um, man, we got a lot of good stuff coming up. So go oh, Astros! Yeah. Let's win something. Yep. <laughs> got it, brother. All right, see you, Jeff. You have a good one. I do the same, bro. Later, man. All right, it's time for our top of the hour break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.